Welcome to the world's premier Black Crows podcast. State of America. Hosted by two of the band's most dedicated fans, David Hudson and Ian Rice. And now, let's get the show on the road. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the State of America podcast. And not with me, as always, is Mr. David Hudson. He's out, I believe, making his way, should be about halfway there now, to the uh, Bruce Springsteen lookalike convention. I told him not to bother to go because he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning. But uh, he was just going to, uh, you know, meet some like-minded people and, uh, you know, pick up some bootlegs. So, fortunately, he couldn't be here with me to do this intro today. But this week's episode is a very special episode because we are partnering up with the Deprogrammed Podcast. We had a great time with Justin Wilson, their host, and we kind of did a crossover thing, contesting their prior list in a way of the Black Crow songs to be introduced to somebody who's never heard the band before. It's almost like if an alien came down and landed and you had to present them with something that said, this is the Black Crows, what would be the track listing that you would put together? We had a really, really fun time doing it. And we hope you guys will have a really, really fun time listening to it. And we will check back in with you next time when we have a very special guest on the podcast. We'll see you then. sir we're good to go whenever you are uh it's sort of deprogrammed it's actually state of america with deprogrammed <laughs> <laughs> my name is justin uh for anybody who isn't here uh on deprogrammed we did the black crows a couple years ago and the fellas here they didn't want to necessarily contest our list i guess uh and they didn't i don't know that they I know that they have arguments against some of the things that we said so i'm very anxious to hear what Firstly, what you guys thought of of our list and why you thought it was important to bring me in to to build another list. So we'll start with you, David. Like, what was it about our list or or our our episode that set made you go? Let's get Justin here to uh, yell at him about our list. There was one glaring omission. Oh, nobody had Wiser Time, oh. which is one of the three quintessential Black Crow songs, and so. That was my biggest point of contention. And then I heard somebody at one point mention young man, old man. And uh, that's a no go. <laughs> that's a no fly zone. So basically you're, you're sitting there listening to the pod. yell. You know, I, I, I know it happens. People start yelling at, where, at whatever they're listening on. Why? <laughs> so you're that guy. <laughs> yes. And, and somebody did mention cosmic friend as well. And, and, uh, that one that one got me riled up a little bit, but I'll 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 quit critiquing. <laughs> All right, and so Ian, I'm not sure if you had a, a chance to listen to it, but uh, obviously you signed off on this too. So why was it important to to bring me in here to to reevaluate this list? Well, I did have a chance to listen, and I I did enjoy it. I don't have as a uh, distaste for young man, old man as uh, David does over there, but <laughs> I just feel like uh, perhaps the uh, the hardcores, the diehards, the uh, the uh, the the real deep black crows people maybe didn't uh, wasn't representative of a more universal opinion about these songs in this catalog. Gotcha. Okay, so you guys ended up going through the same thing that that we did, which is going through the catalog and plucking out twenty songs that the three of us are now going to mash together in a moment. But normally, you know, it's it's 
all sorts of bands. This is a band that you guys are very familiar with. So David, talk to me, like, what was it like putting 20 together for, for this band that you're such a huge fan of already? So along with Bruce Springsteen, the Black Crows probably have one of the bigger vaults in music of excellent songs. Ron Wood once told, I think it was Rich Robinson, you guys put stuff on the shelf that we would release as a single. And so there's a whole catalog of stuff that's never been quote unquote officially released, but the nuts like us all have it. (laughs) So I didn't use any of that. That's not fair game in my opinion, because it's not easily accessible by the public. I had to set aside, set aside some songs from albums that mean a lot to me that are really deep cuts because I want to introduce people to the black crows to show exactly how how much their catalog varies from, you know, borderline country to, you know, Southern rock jam band music and stuff like that. But then I also had to be kind of true to myself a little bit and, and pick songs that weren't necessarily the hits that I like a lot. So it was hard. The first 10 were easy. And then after that, I had to start talking to myself, okay, do you just like this because you love this band? Or is this a song that you think represents the band to somebody that an alien that had landed and had never heard of the black crows. Well, I love that you took the approach of what the show is about. Cause a lot of times I get, when I get into a situation like this, it's just, Oh, it wasn't my favorites. So I like that you took the approach of, cause that's what we were trying to do. You know, you know, maybe we didn't do it from a, a hardcore crows fan uh, point of view, but that is indeed what we were trying to do now. And same question to you, uh, as you're, as you're going through it, like, did you find it easy to pluck out 20 songs to bring here that, uh, you think represent the band? Well, uh, no, it was probably one of the most difficult things I've ever had to do. (laughs) And, uh, I also tried to follow the same criteria, tried to like almost separate my personal feelings from what would just be the best representation of this band's catalog to somebody who's not heard them before. And it was hard. It was hard. I, I, uh, I was cursing everybody that got me involved with this at one point, but, uh, it, it's fun in a way, you know, this is, this, this is what us music nerds do. We do things like this, you know, and have a good time doing it. Boy, did you say it? You said a mouthful right there. That's, I am a music nerd and that's why I do this. So to anybody who isn't familiar with, with the deprogram format, as I mentioned, uh, my list was was already built, so I'm basically putting that up against what you two have, have plucked out. But what we do is we pluck out 20 songs, we take our 20-song lists, and you guys can see this on camera, but uh, nobody else can. We mash them together, uh, and we try to come up with a top 10 starter kit. So basically, anything that is on all three of our lists is an automatic in. If it's on two of our three of our lists, it come back, comes back for conversation later. If it's only on one of ours, it goes into the trash, as we used to call it, or we now call it, we throw it in the bin. So uh, we feel like it's a little less harsh to, to call it uh, in the bin. Um, I'm going to go basically straight down the line here, how I have it listed here. Like So there's no... There's no importance put to any of these lists. Uh, so I'm just throwing songs out here. Uh, I'll start with Cursed Diamond. I had that one. I did not. All right. So, all right. So, two. All right. David? Twice as hard. I, d- I did have that. Oh, I did not. <laughs> all right. Conversation's already getting interesting. Uh, Ian? I had remedy. I did not. I did. As a matter of fact, I think that may have been, I know it made our list. It may have been our number one. I don't recall. All right. I'm going to stay right at the top of my list. Gone. I have that. I have that as well. Wow. I don't think that one made our original list here. Let me, uh, no, it did not. And I don't think, I think, yeah, I was alone. Wow. You were the lone wolf on that one? I was a lone wolf on that one. And and it went from, look at that. It went from the bin to automatically in. Shows you guys on the original episode, what you know, the hardcores said I was right. So how about that? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, just to throw this out there too, that's been universally voted by our listeners as the best album opener too. So 
uh, you know, I'm a track one guy. I don't know if you guys picked that up from, from the episode. I don't, I don't know if that was an episode where I threw that out there, but I am definitely a track one guy. And uh, the crows are a great track one band. So, all right. Uh, so gone is in David, you're up jealous again. Yeah. I didn't have that one. All right. Ian. Uh, stare at cold. I did not. Oh, I can't save you there. <laughs> First time into the bin. All right. Now I'll go back to my top here. Uh, P25 London. I did not. I did not either. Okay. I knew I would find the bin eventually. <laughs> All right. David? Seeing things. Not me. Um, no, I can't save you, friend. Sorry. All right. Ian? Sting me. I have sting me. Uh, me too. I th- I'm pretty sure that one got in. I can't remember if it was. Uh, you know what? I got it right here. Yeah. Sting me got in, but it was not unanimous last time. So it is unanimous. It, it is on the list yet again. All right. Uh, I lost track. <laughs> is it Ian Stern or is it mine? It's yours. It's yours. Okay. Only three people. I should be able to keep track of that. All right. Uh, make glad. No. Uh, no, I don't have that one. I think I think that's twice in a row I've done that. Uh, <laughs> had that song go in the bin on me. All right. <laughs> David? Thorn in my pride. Yep, I have that one. I don't, but obviously it goes to the combo. All right. Ian? Sometimes Salvation. I have that. Me too. All right. That's another unanimous. Oh man, I should have put you guys on the spot and asked how many unanimous you think we'll get. Sometimes Salvation got in last time too, but it looks like it wasn't unanimous. All right. So me again, go faster. No. No. (laughs) Whereas my niece would say, no. (laughs) Just right into the bin with you, Justin. All right. uh, (laughs) David. Hotel illness. I didn't have that one. Well, I think he found the bin for the first time. Yeah. Oh, that hurt David's feelings. <laughs> it was going to happen eventually. It, it, it was legitimately hard just not to put Southern Harmony on here in, in totality. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing I find every week. There's almost always an album for almost every band where you can get, make the case. It should be this album, but I always try to spread it around. All right, uh, Ian. Uh, no speak, no slave. Yes. That's a two. You know, I was hanging pretty good here for a while. All right, let's see that one. How about heavy? No. Nope. Yeah, I should, uh, instead of going in order, shake it around a little bit. But uh, all right, David? My morning song. I definitely had that one. So did I. If that one's not on the list, we have problems. I feel a lot better now. (laughs) Unanimous. It is in. Hold on. I'll compare it to the last list. Yeah, that got in. That got in doubly unanimously. (laughs) So that's the first one that's been unanimous on both lists. All right. Ian? Uh, Been a long time waiting on love. No. No. I mean, it seems like I'm getting the right ones right, but I'm getting a, a lot of these uh, extra ones wrong. All right, David? I had blues. I don't have that one. Mm, no. I think that one made the list last time. Or at least it was in conversation. All right, Ian? Uh, she gave good sunflower. Yes. No, but two. I can't wait to see what this conversation shakes out because hold on. We got, we've got four through unanimously and there's already a conversation because seven, we got at least cut one to make 10. All right. Back to me, right? Mm -hmm. Kicking my heart around. No, no, I don't have that one. All right. (laughs) David. Wiser time. Yep. I have that. I did not. If if you guys listened to the last one, you knew I didn't have it, but it's in the combo. 
so you guys can uh, make the uh, argument for it. All right, Ian? Descending. No. No. That's a flub on my part is what, too, though. I'm going to admit that for our listenership. I I mean, and when it comes down to it, there's, you only get 20 songs. Mm. So, you know, sometimes there's one that sneaks in. Now that's a top 10 favorite crow song of mine, but I was trying to appeal to. Oh, so that's how it got out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It happens friend. All right. Uh, my turn, right? Uh, how about come on? No, no, sir. Okay. (laughs) David. Good Friday. I don't have that one. That might be my flub. I think I don't have that one either. All right. Ian, a girl from a pawn shop. Yes. (laughs) The excitement in your voice. (laughs) I don't have that one, but it's a two. So, and this conversation is getting deeper and deeper and deeper. All right. Let's see. I did that one, that one, that one, that one. Could I have been so blind? No. Nice pick, but no. I, uh, shooting a lot of blanks here. All right, David. (laughs) Only a fool. I don't have that one. Neither do I. All right, Ian. Uh, by your side. No. I'm surprised I don't have some of these, though, to, to save you. There's nothing, nothing I like more than being the guy who makes the save at the last second. (laughs) All right. So no, that's a one. I'm gu- I'm guessing that this is going to be a no, but uh, hard to handle. No, no, sir. Yeah, can you uh, can you guys tell me why? Like, um, I mean, I I kind of think I had it with the back of my head, thinking maybe hardcores are just kind of tired of it. Is is it more to it than that? I never liked it from Jump Street. Now the other the other big three from that record I think are great. She talks to angels, jealous again, twice as hard. Great singles. There's just something about that one that it, it just I just never have enjoyed it. There's a version with some more horns on it that is more appealing. Now they did some jams with it in ninety six, ninety seven that were pretty interesting. It's not because it's the popular one because I I love the other popular songs. Uh, that one just it's not bad. I just don't think it's representative of them as a band. And it just, it's never something I'm going to go, Oh, I want to put it on hard to handle. It comes on the radio. I'll listen, but. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Uh, David. Soul singing. Yes, I have that one. That's another two, but I do not have it. They got a lot of songs with soul in it. All right. So we're back. No, uh, it is Ian's turn, right? Yeah. Yeah. Under a mountain. I had to cut that one. No, I don't have it. I do though. Ooh. That makes I'm not gonna argue against that. All right. Did that one? Strutton blues. No. No, but wow. That's a good one. <laughs> Doesn't it hurt? Actually, I think Strutton Blues made our yeah, it sure did. It made our list last last go. All right, David. Oh Josephine. Yes, I have that. I do not, but that's a two. All right, Ian. Welcome to the good times. No. Mm, no. Oh, I knew you wouldn't, David, but you know, I thought Justin might save me on that one. I'm starting to tick down. I don't think I got many left here. That one that one's done. Yeah, I only got two left. Uh how about Blackberry? No. No, sir. All right, David. Goodbye, Daughters of the Revolution. No, but almost made it. Ian? Uh, Good morning, Captain. No. Nope. That is not my last one. Oh, it would help if I put the space in there. There we go. Now it shows up. All right, and my last one, our last shot at uh, at a, another unanimous uh, is Walk, Believer Walk. No. No, but I like it. Again, good one. All the way out. All right, David. Greasy, Grassy River. Guessing by Ian's silence, that means he does not. Oh, no. Sorry. I, <laughs> I thought I said no. <laughs> uh, Ian. 
Actually, I have run out of uh, options here. Oh, there you go. Uh, do you have anything left, David? Just for fun? I'm good. All right. So let's run this down. Uh, we got Gone, Sometimes Salvation, Sting Me, and My Morning Song, all the way through unanimously. Uh, and we got 12 that we need to cut in half into six. All right. So we've got Cursed Diamond, Jealous Again, Twice as Hard, Remedy, Thorn in My Pride, No Speak, No Slave, She Gave Good Sunflower, Wiser Time, Girl from a Pawn Shop, Under a Mountain, Soul Singing, and Oh, Josephine. Uh, and I'm guessing since you said Wiser Time was one of the reasons we're doing this, that one probably needs to go through. So there's this conversation that we have every now and then on our podcast, and we have it with other people. Mm -hmm. If the alien came down and said, who are the Black Crows in three songs? It's pretty much most, nobody's going to argue with this. My Morning Song, Wiser Time, and Thorn in My Pride is pretty much what people would give them. And Wiser Time is one of those songs that they play a lot. Nobody ever gets tired of it. There's a cool jam at all times on it. And it represents to me everything that is good about this band. And uh, I, I don't know a Crows fan that has that below top five. Do you, Ian? No, no. I would agree with everything you just said. Which is a first. <laughs> so both of those songs are still alive. Do we put them both in? I don't see any other way around it. <laughs> so let's grab those. And then that puts them through. And then, so let's make it a little harder because we got six here. Uh, let's make it a little harder uh, for you, Ian. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so we've got Curse Diamond, Jealous Again, Twice as Hard, Remedy, No Speak, No Slave, She Gave Good Sunflower, Girl from a Pawn Shop, Under a Mountain, Soul Singing, and Oh, Josephine. Is there a song that I just listed that you kind of feel like, you know what, cool, but it does not belong in this 10? Hmm. Basically, it's it's time is up. Oh, you did make this hard for me, didn't you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, run them down for me one more time. I'm so sorry. Sure. Uh, let's see. Starting from the top. Cursed Diamond. Jealous Again. Twice as Hard. Remedy. No Speak, No Slave. She Gave Good Sunflower. Girl from a Pawn Shop. Under a Mountain. Soul Singing. Oh, Josephine. I would have to toss Jealous Again out. Uh, any... Any uh, holdouts on that, David? I'll give him that one. All right. So out it goes. So same question to you, David. Is there one that's kind of sitting there that you're like, good game, but you're done? Oh, Josephine. Whoa. <laughs> I know that sound really well. <laughs> I know that sound. I make that sound every week. Uh, all right. So let's see. We still got four spots. So let's give Ian the easier question this go. Uh, of the songs that are remaining, Twice as Hard, Remedy, No Speak, No Slave, She Gave Good Sunflower, Girl from a Pawn Shop, Under a Mountain, and Soul Singing, is there one there that you're like, I can't believe that didn't get through unanimously? I'm going to have to say Girl from a Pawn Shop. I'm in agreement. I was the odd man out there, obviously. So, Are there any other softballs out there, David, that... That feels like they need to be in. She gave good sunflower. Mm. All right. Uh, I was the odd man there again, too. So, all right. So now we've got it up to eight. So we've got two spots left. Cursed diamond, twice as hard remedy. No speak, no slave under a mountain soul singing. Is there one you'd go to bat for here that you want to kind of put up for conversation, Ian? Yeah, I'm actually going to throw soul singing into that mix. Do you have anything against soul singing uh, going through at this point, David? Or, or I don't, I don't have anything against it. And it's a song that's very easily accessible. It got radio play late in their career. For that reason, I think it's got to be on there. All right, now, now we get to the tough part. We're down to one. So we really got to make a count. So just for uh, clarity, here's what we've got through. Gone, Sometimes Salvation, Sting Me, My Morning Song, Thorn in My Pride, Wiser Time, 
girl from a pawn shop. She gave good sunflower soul singing. And noticeably absent from this conversation so far has been remedy. Uh, is that, is this a point where we, we kind of put that in or is that actually go against it at this point? What do you think? I actually thinking this over while we were discussing it, I think remedy should be the final song to go in because to me, from a, a mainstream standpoint, that is the most recognizable Black Crow song in terms of what they're all about, too. It, it kind of meets both those criteria. What do you think, David? I wouldn't put it in. Ooh. Ooh. Con- point of contention. So you, you think there's something else that kind of foots the bill better? All right. So their debut album, Shake Your Money Maker, sold over 5 million copies. Mm-hmm. All right. There's a reason it sold 5 million copies. It was accessible and it was a good debut album. By my count, we do not have a song off that album. That's true. All right. So I would argue for twice as hard. And I agree with one of the people on your show said, when you hear those opening chords, you don't have to have heard the song before to know what's coming next. Mm. And it, it is a song that they have opened with routinely and closed with routinely. And I think it's a great representation of that first album. There's some great slide work by Rich on that. It's hard hitting. That's a hard rock album, borderline hard rock album. And that is a great representation of that. That would be my decision. I mean, that would be the one I would fight for. I would fight just as hard for No Speak, No Slave for the same reasons. It's one of the great Rich Robinson riffs. It's a song they open with. It's a song they close with. But I just feel like if we're trying to introduce people to this band, an album that sold 5 million copies as a debut has to be represented. It'd be like saying top 10 Pink Floyd songs and you don't have something from Dark Side of the Moon on there. So to me, you got to have something from Shake Your Moneymaker. I know a lot of diehards are tired of it because it's so overplayed, but we have to put ourselves in the shoes of people that are hearing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. He makes a great point, Ian. Uh, has he sold you? I mean, that is a very valid point. I didn't really think of it from that perspective. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that is, I, I can't argue with David, you know, because <laughs> I love him. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> so let's, let's pop that one through. That gives us 10. Let me run it down here. Gone. Sometimes Salvation, Sting Me, My Morning Song, Thorn in My Pride, Wiser Time, Girl from a Pawn Shop, She Gave Good Sunflower, Soul Singing, Twice as Hard. Let me bounce uh let me uh balance that against the one we did last go around. So last go around we had Blackberry, Hard to Handle, Jealous Again, My Morning Song, Remedy, Sometimes Salvation, Sting Me, Strut and Blues, Thorn in My Pride, Twice as Hard. So we were about 50%, and I didn't put what one was our number one. I think it was Remedy, if I call, recall correctly. So when when you balance these two lists together. Do you think do you think we've uh, done it justice David do you think we we reconstructed uh we we re uh reinvented re- reinvigorated the list I do cuz I think this is a more accurate description of the band as a whole the list that you guys came up with was primarily more of a rock list mm. of of like their rock songs and they definitely can do that when they want to but the thing that sucked so many people like us in was the songs like wiser time girl from a pawn shop the songs that have a lot of feel to them and emotion to them and and songs that they could really extend out and jam so like i said your list was tilted a little bit more to just the straight up rock side whereas i feel this one was an accurate representation of the band because once you got past southern harmony amorca is a completely different album than anything they've ever done Three Snakes and One Charm, I think, is their best written album. It's the best lyrics. Uh, It has some of the most heartfelt songs, some songs that people absolutely love. For a lot of people, Three Snakes is their favorite album. It's it's Ian's favorite uh, Black Crows album. And then we have to pay, you know, we have to mention some of the later songs like Soul Singing. Um, That was probably the last song that they're going to have on the radio before this new album comes out. And then but I do want to touch on this because this has long been said for a while that Oh Josephine was maybe the last great song that Chris and Rich wrote together. 
And it was a song they were very proud of. They pimped it a lot before the the album came out. And so that one, I, I wouldn't argue against it being on the list for that reason. But I think as somebody that's has very intimate knowledge of the band, this list is an accurate representation of who they who they have been in the past and what's to come in the future, we don't know. So what do you, what do you think, Ian? Like how when you when you balance the two lists like that, you know, do you do you feel better? Do you feel like I mean, you didn't seem as yelly <laughs> about it. <but. laughs> I mean, I there's obviously merit in both lists and and, and cases can be made uh, for either one being being the most accurate. It's just along the same lines David was saying, I just feel like the one we've come up with this go round is a little bit more of an even slice of their catalog. For me, like a couple of the songs on on the original list, like take Strut and Blues, for example. I don't remember at which point in their career, but at one point, Chris Robinson himself said that that was the worst song they ever wrote. You know what I mean? So they went almost 30 years without playing it live. Yeah. So you know, that's like a, a thing you would have to really be tuned in to the band to know, yeah. which to your point, like, you know, if, if a diehard is, is listening to our show and we come out with Strut and Blues and not only does it make our list, but they know that <laughs> about it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So before we wrap it up, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to how you guys feel about like the process. Like, you know, was there some heartbreak involved here, David? Do you feel, or do you feel like you, do you feel okay with the process? Oh, I could have gone, I could have gone 50 deep easily on it. <laughs> like I said, I just, I had to put myself in the mindset of this is how we introduce the band to somebody that's never heard them. And I, I, I feel like you made the the noise a couple times there in the process. Talk to me about it. Like how did how did it feel when when you're when you're making those whiffs when you you throw those things out that go into the bin and you're like, "Oh. It's this was uh, this was so enjoyable because it was concurrently the most difficult thing I've done and one of the most fun things I've done. So, you know, it's it's and it it's it's interesting from somebody that's I mean, David and I have been doing our podcast close to five years now and we're very much invested in this band and it's it was very interesting to have to step back and try to you know cut all our emotional ties to these songs and just really present what would be the best for somebody who's never heard them and and i I, it was great i mean it was agonizing i must have made that noise that i made on here you know a hundred times trying to make that list there's easily five or six songs that i could have put on here that are either B-sides or unreleased tracks. That's how strong that that is. Like uh, Peace Anyway, people can go look that up on Spotify. It was a B-side from the By Your Side album. How it wasn't on the album, I, I'll never understand that over a couple of the songs that were on there. That is one that would be very easy for the public to like, but it's not widely known and it's not widely accessible uh, since it was a B-side. So I had to like really take that into account. Like, under a mountain is one of my favorite black crow songs. It's one of my favorite openers of theirs, but I had to leave that one off, you know, the same thing with, um, um, well, we, we had no speak, no slave. I mean, it's hard for me not to have no speak, no slave on a list. It's that, that song live go. If you're listening to this, go look at no speak, no slave from MTV spring break. And if that's not the definition of what rock and roll is, then, we're just going to have to agree to disagree on what rock and roll is because it's five minutes of rock and roll. So I want to ask you guys one last thing, because I always, I always like to ask this. I usually do this on the, after the fact on our, on our Patreon uh, for D program. But when, when you're hearing the songs I'm throwing out there, were you shocked by any, like, and that could be either good or bad. Like, did you have any moments where I put out a song? You're like, what are you kidding me? Or, wow like i can't believe you, you nailed that one heavy yeah <laughs> heavy was hard and blackberry uh and blackberry as david mentioned comes from my favorite record three snakes and one charm but uh it's for me it's kind of the sore thumb on the record a little bit oh. um but then also i was very pleased that my morning song was there because to me that's so representative of the band and it's nice to see somebody that's not as connected feel that that's a, a an accurate representation of the band as well well, I want to run down this list one last time for for anybody who maybe didn't uh, didn't catch it. Gone, 
Sometimes Salvation, Sting Me, My Morning Song, Thorn in My Pride, Wiser Time, Girl from a Pawn Shop, She Gave Good Sunflower, Soul Singing, Twice as Hard. And this is the part where I would normally go into my spiel, but this is this is your show, so I'm not going to go into my spiel. But but I will say you can find Deprogrammed on all podcast platforms, and it would be awesome if it's a music podcast. There's another podcast that's about religion. If you're listening to somebody talk about religion, that's not us. So the Deprogrammed Music Podcast is us. So we'd appreciate to have you aboard a subscribe and, and, and give us a listen. We'd love that. All right. Well, everybody, you can uh, find us on all the podcast platforms that you've become accustomed to. We are also on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash state of America. We'd love to have you over there. This has been a very fun experiment and uh, something uh, I'm almost uh, aching to do right away again. So uh, yes. very, very much fun. And uh, we appreciate this uh, merging of our two worlds and uh we're going to turn it over to our producer jason hey everyone this is producer jason here before we end we would like to dip back into our bobo's corner and talk about some of the tracks that got scrapped as mentioned in the episode so here is our friend eric bobo talking about when the tall record got scrapped enjoy this little bit of bobo's corner hope you enjoyed the episode and as always, stay tall, everyone. I just remember the time that Chris said, yo, we need you to come back in the studio, scrapping the record. We're going to have a ceremony and we're going to burn the master. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, really? I said, you're going to scrap the record? I mean, everything was done. Uh, it's all right, you know. But that ceremony didn't happen. No. Nah. It's out there, right? It's out there. But uh, uh, I remember the rem- the the ending of the sessions, and I don't know if this is a bootleg, but there was some footage of mm-hmm. like a party or some. I was sort just about to ask you about that. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I was there. Yes. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So now, now we've hit on something. Most people have only seen precious few seconds of that, uh, and uh, I, I don't think it'll ever see the night, the the light of day. But was that as wild as we kind of have heard? Yeah, that and them some. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, from what I remember, <laughs> <laughs> from what I remember, we're full of people, the band jamming. That was actually, I was playing, we know we were, we were playing the studio full of people. Johnny's Tiki Hut was on fire. It was going, you know, all kinds of things was going on over there. You know, tall, everybody was tall. Everybody was psychedelic. It was all of that. And from the footage that I saw, because I saw a little bit, I saw very early, like back then, a longer version. It's pretty out there. And it probably shouldn't see the light. <laughs> did, did, did you did you go back to Cyprus and go, uh, things just got really weird? Because <laughs> I imagine I imagine Cyprus has seen some crazy things too. I said, boy, those crows. <laughs> those crows now you know i'm like wow it was that it was it was something and i remember i had i brought my cousin and his girlfriend were in town visiting so i brought them with me 
and they, they were totally, I mean, they, I mean, they didn't know about this music. They didn't know about the band. They didn't know about anything else. But, but when they left there, they were pro black crows. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always said that Chris has like a soul and funk album somewhere in him. Um, I, yeah. I, I think he could pull it off and even a little bit of reggae, you know, cause he, he did a kinky reggae at one of those, uh, Bob Marley events, uh, just a guy that has a broad spectrum of music that he likes and appreciates. And, um, just, I don't know, he, he's just, his music taste is, is great. And it comes out and, you know, he did the CRB band, which is more of like a grateful dead band. And then he can rock as hard as anybody on the stage. And then, you know, they got a little bit of a country element to them at times, and mm-hmm. I can imagine somebody like you coming from your background would enjoy being around somebody like that, that appreciates, you know, he probably appreciated your father's music as much as he did anybody else's. Yeah. Um, first of all, I mean, Chris is one of the best rock singers out there. He's got so much soul. And I mean, that comes from him being out there, coming from the South Atlanta being inspired by the music that was coming out of, you know, from from Motown to blues to to rock and all that stuff, his ears were wide open. And I think that that's important for any musician. You know, you can have your favorite genre to play, but every genre takes from one another, you know, in some way. And you can add a little bit of that into your thing. And Chris does that with with ease. I mean, I mean, another one up there like that you wouldn't think a voice would like that would come out with someone like Daryl Hall. Daryl Hall, he, I mean, soul, soul. Chris Robinson, soul. You know, and, and it's it's undeniable, and it's not like faking the funk. It's there. It's there, and like I, like I said, hanging out with them and listening to different music and and just vibing i really connected with him musically because that's what my dad would do my dad would put on different genres of music and say just to train my ear just to say you know listen to listen to this listen to what the drummer is doing listen to the way the horns are and everything like that it was it was great i mean because they were all like musically they, they were all musicians like top tier Top tier. They weren't faking the funk.